Philip Malloy, how are you today? I'm grand, Mick, and you, yourself? Not too bad now, and I see that Robert Downey Jr. is making the big crossover. Yeah, I mean, uh, for some years now, going back to, say, The Sopranos and The Wire and uh, Deadwood and series like that, um, actors more and more have been kind of singing the praises, singing, uh, going on about the opportunities that are a bit more more readily available to them on cable television. Um, And this, uh, all kinds of people have crossed over, but this is the latest. He's the biggest movie star in the world. According to Forbes magazine, between June uh, 2014 and June 2015, he took, he grossed, he personally uh, got $80 million uh, for the movies that he made. He has a production company called Team Downey, which is very, very busy. And uh, so what's happened now is he has been trying for some time to get um, a movie. Uh, he was contracted to Warner Brothers and he was trying to get a movie based on the old Perry Mason um, um, legal series um, off the ground. Uh, couldn't do it. And he's moved now from uh, Warner Brothers, as I say, to um, to HBO. So what, what he's doing is he's doing something similar to what Benedict Cumberbatch did with Sherlock. He's continuing to make movies and then he has these short kind of series, short, you know, short seasons of series as well. So what, what I saw last night, sorry, just to yeah. interrupt you, you're talking yeah. about crossovers and I know I'm very late to this. Yeah. I taped it and I started watching The People versus O.J. Simpson. John Travolta is um, Yeah. Very good in it, actually. Very good in it, yeah. yeah. Very I, good. I, I, very I, I, well yeah, made again. Yeah, and several people actually mentioned Travolta to me. I, mean, I, I can't understand why they were surprised. He, he is a good actor. But there's lots of great actors in that. There is, It's yeah, a really yeah. great ensemble piece. Absolutely. And, and, and indicative of that position that television is now taking. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so what we have now is, as I say, Robert Downey Jr. doing Perry Mason. Perry Mason uh, was based on a series of books by a guy called Earl Stan- Stanley Garner in the uh, 30s and 40s it was a regular um, on CBS radio I think in America and then in 1957 um, uh, they started as a television series ran for nine seasons and it made a star out of um, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr would probably be best known uh, to people as the villain Torvald in Rare Window. Do you remember the the villain? Am I right? Was he also Ironside? He was, you're dead right. Ironside no, was dead, the man in the wheelchair. No, you're dead right. Dead yeah, right. yeah, you're yeah. dead right. Yeah. Vague recollection, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, so he, he started, as I said, with, with, um, with this. Uh, he started in 57, went on for nine seasons. Then they brought it back uh, for a short period in 73, I think it was. And then they started to make a special made-for-TV movies uh, on this guy, on uh, Perry Mason. And this knows what Robert Downey Jr. Uh, this this is what Robert Downey, but he's doing all kinds of other things as well. He's he's he's. Uh, there seems to be an obsession at the moment with Holmes and Watson, with um, Sherlock Holmes, and there's the Elementary series on. It was announced today that there's a comedy, believe it or not, with Will Ferrell, yeah. uh, and uh, and 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 uh, th- there is this Warner Brothers um, series that um, that he stars in um, as well, which is coming back for a third um, a third time. Uh, shortly, so there's loads of interest in. Um, in so that's that's ro- the, the the great uh, Robert Downey Jr. No, I have to say I am looking forward to um, dragging myself out to see the new David Brent movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I never saw The Office. All oh, right, right. Yeah, I never saw The Office, but I did see him doing the Golden Globes, hosting the Golden Globes. And uh, I, OK, I was at it last week with quite a big sort of contingent of press. Um, uh, and uh, I was surprised at how vehement some people were. They didn't like him at all. They seemed to have a personal uh, grudge against him. Now, I, th- I thought the thing was hit and miss. It's, it, as you say, it's David Brent on the road. He's now working for this uh, home appliances um, uh, company. And at the same time, he's trying to organize a tour with a band. And so it's basically that. And so you have, to some extent, you have a film within a film in that there's a, the, the, him and the band are being followed by a, a kind of documentary filmmaker. So I, mean, I don't know was it. Well, first of all, I found the office a slow burner. It yeah. took me, people have gone on and on about it. I, I eventually looked at it and it took me a while. But once yeah. I got into it, now I suppose a lot of that may well have been the concept of it at the time. But he was. He was very good in it, I have to say. He was, but you, you, you're not won over by the no, movie. No, no, I'm, I, I, I thought the movie was hit and miss. Was, there were some funny bits in it and uh, some bits that didn't work. Uh, but I just thought that people were a bit hard on him. Uh, they, uh, several people said to me that his time has come and gone, uh, that the, 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 the kind of time for this, this character, Brent, has come and gone. Uh, but I don't know. I've always liked him doing the Golden Globes. He's certainly irreverent. Uh, he certainly has his own and I think he has his own kind of comedy as well he's separate he's different yeah 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 but how how would you give it in terms of the movie how would you rate it seven seven out of ten you'll probably get uh, people ringing in now saying seven yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no he does he he tends to divide all right yeah Okay, we um, Clint Eastwood's son is getting into the business. He's in. God, he's in with a vengeance. Um, uh, his name is is uh, is Scott Eastwood, and he, I think he has about. I've, I've counted him today. I think he has about eight um, projects on hand. He's he's a former model as well, and he's been making movies for the last ten years. He started off with with his father's with one of his father's pictures, uh, which is called Flags of Our Fathers, and then as I say, he's been working consistently since then. The Longest Ride, Chasing Mavericks, Fury, Dawn Patrol, Trouble with the Curve. He's now in Suicide uh, Squad, which is out in cinemas at the moment. And he's now got his first... Oh, he, by, by the way, he's made a movie. He's just made a movie with Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck direct, directing. He's done one called Fast Day. Is that Live by Night? Live by Night. That's, That's I a read good the book. book. Brilliant book. Yeah. Great. Dennis Lehan, isn't it? Dennis Lehan. Yeah. Philip, can I interrupt you yeah, one sec? Sorry, it's just because it is a breaking story. And yeah. that is that we have a statement in now from the Olympic Council of Ireland in relation to Pat Hickey. And it reads as follows. A warrant of arrest for OCI President Pat Hickey was issued this morning by Brazilian authorities. Contrary to reports, Mr Hickey complied fully with the terms of the warrant. Mr Hickey was taken ill as this warrant was served and was taken to hospital as a precautionary measure. In light of this morning's developments and his ill health, Mr Hickey has taken the decision to step aside temporarily as president of the OCI and all other Olympic functions. IOC members in Ireland, sorry, those functions include IOC member in Ireland, EOC president, that's European Olympic Council, ANOC vice president. Until this matter is fully resolved, Mr Hickey will, of course, continue to cooperate and assist with all ongoing inquiries. So that's the just that statement and I suppose the main plank of it being that Mr Hickey is temporarily in a, at least stepping down as president of the OCI and that um, they're saying contrary to earlier reports he complied fully with the warrant and was taken ill 
as it was served. Okay, Philip, sorry for that interruption. Okay, no, getting no back. Yeah, that's Clint Eastwood. Of course, Clint Eastwood himself has come out as a supporter of Donald Trump. Oh, God. Do you know something? I wasn't you utterly surpri- surprised. No, no, I wasn't either. I wasn't utterly surprised. But I, I mean, after the response that he got from the last time, remember the talking to the chair yeah. um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thing that he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have thought, and that, but there's no doubt he's a conservative. Um, he's kind of strongly right wing. Um, and you could and see him nearly plumping for a wacky conservative. Yeah, probably. But um, I think there's more than wacky in Donald Trump. <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah. OK. And um, where are we going? James Cameron? Um, James Cameron is um, he's he's actually it's amazing. Um, okay, first of all, as you probably know, uh, Avatar is the most successful movie of all time, taking two point seven billion dollars um, at the international box office. He's now, by the way, he was sixty two yesterday, and he's now uh, planning four Avatar se- sequels um, up to um, uh, up to Avatar five. And uh, uh, what he has is he has he has four teams actually working. Working on on the different movies. I mean, uh, the thing about that, Philip, for yeah. a fellow who's quite obviously an artist, as no, a, he know, is. Is yeah. life not too short? Yeah, at sixty-two, you yeah. have four different <laughs> versions of the same there's, movie. There's that, but okay. There's and people. Some people are obsessive. The one thing I love about him is that um, he he actually dominates the technology. He knows the technology right. and he dominates it. So he's a filmmaker. He's one of the very few filmmakers who can do that, but he does it really well. OK, we'll be back with Philip after this quick break. Philip, where do we go from here? Well, could we just every week we tend to have this old TV slot and uh, this week one well, the, the series that I kind of choose um, was Dallas, which everybody will know. Most people will know anyway. Over a certain age. Yeah, over a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the situation in America on American television is that for years and years and years, they well, right from the beginning um, of network television, they've had tended to have uh, daytime soaps. That'll be soaps around one o'clock or two o'clock in the day. Uh, but they rarely had nighttime um, soaps, um, what they call primetime soaps, up to Peyton Place in the late 60s. Peyton Place was then cancelled and uh, they didn't have a, a, a nighttime show for about 10 years. Then in 1978 CBS introduced Dallas and Dallas was the epitome of a great soap I think anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, it started off a bit slowly but after the third season um, it took off and ran for 12 seasons and it had all this kind of uh, stuff uh, that that great soaps had. It had, a, had, a, had characters larger than life, conflicts based on struggle for money and power and lots and lots of sex and it also of course had a great villain and one of the best villains I think in the history of television and uh, the villain was played by uh, Larry Hagman and he was J.R. Uh, at one stage uh, Time magazine referred to him as that human oil slick. Um, Good uh, friend she, of Charlie Hawkins once upon a time. He was, he was. Yeah. One thing Philip yeah. and this is a question probably a quiz question I would imagine at this mm. stage and I still can't remember the answer, even though I was obsessed with it as a child at the time. Who did shoot Jr.? Um, it's Mary Crosby, Bing Crosby's uh, daughter, in it, right. in, in the series. I forgot what her name was, but she was, that's who, she, oh yeah, she had become pregnant. Remember, she had become pregnant oh, by yes, him. Oh yes, that's right, him, that's right. And I have to say, in a recent movie, one of the great touches I thought was in... Um, McDonough's one, the, the guard, uh, John McDonough's one. Pat Short's character shows up. I think he was sort of a quasi-Republican IRA man or whatever. And he had he had the Texan hat and he had written on his T-shirt, I, I shot JR. <laughs> we play the music.
Now that was that was a um, a different interpretation to the one we usually heard on TV. That that piano was played by the great uh, country and western pianist Floyd Kramer. Right. He was he was just wonderful. Excellent. And I thought the recollection was there a shower? Did did uh, did Bobby? Died oh yeah, no, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- Bobby was supposed back. to be gone. Bobby That's, was supposed yeah. to be gone. Left the series. They somehow convinced him to come back, and uh, he, uh, I, uh, Victoria Principal, uh, his wife, uh, wakes up to find that he was dreaming the whole thing, and uh, that in fact he was in the shower. She came. She came out and found him in the shower. Am, yeah. am I getting my soaps mixed up or was Priscilla Presley in that too? Priscilla Presley was in it as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was. El- I mean, it was unique for its time. El- Elvis's wife, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it, there was all sorts of uh, spin-offs and what have you, but nothing on, compared on, to Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, there were there, were, uh, there was one sort of uh, direct spin-off, which was Not Slanding, but then there were all kinds of other things. Dynasty, Falcon Crest, Flamingo Road, Executive Suite. It's what tends to happen in both uh, film and television something works and they throw loads of similar uh, programs at you you know and Larry Hagman he was a great character but oh, he, he, he didn't do much work of any substance after that really did no uh, did you ever see um, um, a, a, a movie that was loosely based on the story of Bill Clinton called Primary Colours Oh, I've, I've read the book, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, and John Travolta again, wasn't he? John Travolta. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. Larry, Hagman, that, Larry yeah. Hagman is in that, and he's very good in it. Uh, but he became he became a sort of pop cultural figure. Um, um, he became a very sort of attractive for all kinds of reasons. People loved him, and he, he played along with it really well. And he used to wear the Stetson. Uh, he's, he's the son of, I don't know if you've ever heard of a famous stage actress, a uh, musical actress called Mary Martin. Oh, yeah, Well, yeah, he's yeah. her son. Yeah, and I, I think he also that. revealed years later that half the time he was out of his tree that he, he might have drank two or three <laughs> bottles of whiskey over the course of a day's yeah, yeah, He had a big problem with, 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 with the booze at yeah, one yeah, stage. Yeah. All right, definitely. Mm. Okay, that was Dallas. Now, uh, tell us in terms of so much for the past, the future, the future of James Bond. Well, this is very, uh, this is very interesting. Yeah, um, it's okay. It was announced this week, and this basically further kind of confuses the issue. It was announced uh, that Daniel Craig was making a, a heist comedy called Logan Lucky, as with Channing uh, Tatum, uh, Steven Soderbergh is directing it, and that he's also doing a twenty-part cable television uh, version of a Jonathan Franzen book called Purity. Now, the problem about all of this is that Purity is likely to take up the best part of next year that's 2017 presumably he'll get Logan Lucky done before the turn of the year but then 2017 we're into 2018 he'd be working on a new bond for most of that year one of the things that the two uh, production companies uh, production distribution companies uh, Sony and MGM like is they like to put out a bond every two and a half years well this is actually going way beyond that and at the same time it would make him one of the older bonds he would be fi- if you were talking about going for 2019 he'd be 51 oh, well, Pierce, was Pierce Brosnan younger than that when F- he? no for, uh, he was around that the yeah. oldest of them all was Roger Moore yeah, he went on for about seven. I and think. there comes a time when you can't be jumping out of no, airplanes. No, no, no. And one of the things he, 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 one of the things that Daniel Craig has said is that he'd he'd rather sl- in an interview. I think it was a Time Out magazine that he'd rather slit his wrist than do another one. And the reason for that he had made two with uh, Sam Mendes. And the reason for that was that it's very exacting. Obviously, it's very physically very exacting. So he did for that reason he uh, didn't uh, want uh, it. You might well say if you make a comment like that. It might be come to me with an extra ten million, and we'll see. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Philip Malloy, that's great. Philip, thanks very much You're for welcome, that. Mike.